0: Moses answered, What if they won't believe me, and will not obey me, but say, The Lord did not appear to you? The Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. Throw it on the ground, he said. So Moses threw it on the ground. It became a snake, and he ran from it. The Lord told Moses, Stretch out your hand and grab it by the tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. This will take place, he continued, so that they will believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. In addition, the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. So he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was diseased, resembling snow. Put your hand back inside your cloak, he said. So he put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, it had again become like the rest of his skin. If they will not believe you and will not respond to the evidence of the first sign, they may believe the evidence of the second sign. And if they don't believe even these two signs, or listen to what you say, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, the water you take from the Nile will become blood on the ground. But Moses replied to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or recently or since you have been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. The Lord said to him, Who placed the mouth on humans? Who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Moses said, Please, Lord, send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, Isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well, and also he is on his way now to meet you. He will rejoice when he sees you. You will speak with him and tell him what to say. I will help both you and him to speak, and and will teach you both what to do. He will speak to the people for you he will serve as a mouth for you and you will serve as God to him. And take this stuff in your hand that you will perform the signs with. Let's, let those who have ear hear the word of the Lord. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. O oh, Father in heaven, we come before your presence with humbleness and we ask that by your grace, you would send your spirit to speak to our hearts, open our eyes, and see the glory of Jesus, our Savior. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I wanted to begin today by sharing to you what I experienced and what I felt when I entered um, the real estate selling business it was back in the year 2003 and I was just 24 years old oh I'm 42 years old now more than 20 I think around 20 years 20 years ago so our sales management development program teach us that we have to believe our product we have to believe our company we have to uh, believe in ourselves and believe in uh, what we are doing. Basically, selling. At first, I was, I was very excited because the commission is really beautiful. So, I pursue it. But then, I was told that the amount of the property that I'm going to sell is 250,000 pesos. And I was taken aback because I'm just receiving a monthly salary of 7,500 pesos a month. So that's three years worth of my salary. And I saw that the task is really huge. And I just, I think I just can't do it. I started doubting if I can (laughs) sell it. I started doubting myself. I started doubting the, the selling process. And I've even thought that my company is just exploiting me and my time. And so, I just cannot do what they are asking me to do. But not only that, soon it was revealed to me that it's not just 240,000 pesos in our inventory. We have a 24 million pesos worth of property to sell. By their hands, it is 1.7 million in our currency. And that was back in 2003. And so you would imagine how big the task is for a 24-year-old guy being sent out to do this task. But I'm saying this because it is related to our passage today to serve as an illustration so that we can relate. In the past sermon of Pastor Jesse, we learn that God reveals himself by his word. And he revealed himself to Moses. That he is who he says he is. He is the God who revealed himself by speaking and by acting his word, making sure it will happen, and by involving his people through the process by sending them. He revealed himself to Moses to be remembered in the name as I am who I am. And basically just saying that He is who He says He is. There's no other that can define Him. He is the standard of all good and all perfection, all power, all good things. And that He is a God who fulfilled His promise. He made a promise to Abraham, and he is sure to fulfill them. And that he does not forget, he remembers, he sees his people, and he knew his people. This is the God that revealed himself to Moses. And another thing that Moses received is that because God will fulfill his promise, he will deliver Israel from the oppression. Of Egypt. And Moses is the person whom God has chosen to do this task. But as soon as Moses heard about it, Moses acted in a way that he is doubting what God has said in his word. He started asking questions, implying that he is not believing what God has said. Because the work is just more than selling 24 million pesos. Moses is to go to Pharaoh, to the king of Egypt. It's like going to the king of UAE and telling the king that whoever is under them would be free. Moses is to go to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to say that he's going to bring out Israel out of them. And that was a huge task for Moses. And because of this, Moses doubted if the thing that God has said can happen. But God graciously revealed, continuously revealed Himself to Moses that He is the God who He says He is, and He is worthy of His trust and obedience. And that is basically a continuation of what we heard last week, and I will continue with this main aim of the passage today that God is who He says He is, and He is worthy of our faith, of our trust, and our obedience. And to help us in our study of this passage, I divided it into three parts, and that is, God has revealed Himself in His power. In his promise and his provision. Power, promise, and provision of God. As God revealed himself to Moses through these characters or through this revelation about God, I'm praying that this is the same character that we would see to God for who he says he is and that he is worthy of our trust and our obedience. And so let's walk through Exodus chapter 4. Let's look again at Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 to 9. Moses answered, What if they won't believe me and will not obey me, but say, The Lord did not appear to you? The Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. Throw it on the ground, he said. So Moses threw it on the ground, became a snake, and he ran from it. The Lord told Moses, Stretch out your hand and grab it by the tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. This will take place, he continued, so that they will believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. In addition, the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak, So he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was diseased, resembling snow. Put your hand back inside your cloak, he said. So he put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, it had again become like the rest of his skin. If they will not believe you and will not respond to the evidence of the first sign, they may believe the evidence of the second sign. And if they don't believe even these two signs or listen to what you say, Take some water from Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the Nile will become blood on the ground. So let me ask some questions so that it will be helpful for us to understand this passage. Why do we think God used sign or what we call today as miracle? Or wonders to Moses it is so that Moses would not doubt but instead believe God that is the basic reason why God has revealed himself to Moses through his power remember that God has already told Moses that the elders of the Israelites will listen to him If we look back on the previous chapter, God told Moses that his people will listen to him. He also told Moses that Pharaoh would not listen to their request at first, but eventually Pharaoh will let them go. And if God said this, God meant this to be true. But Look at the response of Moses. Why did Moses answer to God, Why or what if they won't believe me and will not obey me but say, The Lord did not appear to you? It is a description that Moses is doubting God. What if is the praise or the question that Moses asked God? What if is a question often used when someone wants to excuse themselves from doing the job? For example, when a mother asks her son or daughter to buy something from the store, like a medicine maybe or a, maybe salt, sugar, or any spices for cooking, oftentimes you will, you will hear the children saying, But mom, what if there's a stray dog on the way and it bites me? Or what if there are bad guys and they kidnap me? In other words, the kid is just simply testing the mother if she is sure that the kid is the right person to do the job. And it's the same thing that Moses is doing to the Lord. Moses asked, what if? Moses simply shows that he cannot trust the word of God. Another way of asking this is like this God, are you really sure these things are going to happen? Or are you certain that I am the right man for the job? These are questions of uncertainty. These are questions that implies doubt. But look at the response of God to Moses. God gave him signs. Three visible display or manifestation of the power of God. The first sign that God gave Moses is the stuff in his hand. God told Moses to throw it to the ground. And when he did, it became a snake. But after catching the snake, it became stuck again in Moses' hands. And then look what God has said. this will take place so that they will believe that the Lord has appeared to you. In other words, God is giving Moses evidence to believe. Evidence on not to doubt him. That what God has said that the Israelite's elder will believe him, will happen. Moses is not to doubt, but to trust God in his word. Believe God in his word. Then God gave Moses more reason to believe him. The Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. And when he did, and took it out, it was deceased, as white as snow. Then God said, Put your hand back inside your cloak. And when he does and took it out, it was back to normal. Then God said, If they won't believe you and will not respond to the evidence of the first sign, they may believe the evidence of the second sign. And again, God was gracious to him by giving him again and again reason to believe. If they don't believe even these two signs, or listen to what you say, take some water from Nile and pour it on the dry ground, that water will become blood. Again and again, God is simply saying to Moses that he is to be believed in what he has said. Now look down to verse 31 and observe what happened. It says that the people believed and when they heard that the Lord had paid attention to them and that he had seen their misery, they knelt low and worshipped. God fulfilled his promise. God fulfilled what he has said in his word. Moses should not doubt the Lord but believe the Lord. Now, let's pause here for a moment and reflect on this passage and see how this passage applies to us today. This passage is simply saying to take God in His Word. Taking God in His Word means that whatever God has said is to be fully believed by His people. There are lots of evidences that God has given For him to be believed, God has displayed us his power. In this account, God revealed himself to Moses by powerfully changing a staff into a snake, to change a normal hand into a deceased hand, and to return it into a normal condition, and changing the water into blood. God is powerful, and nothing is impossible with God. God is powerful to create His creation. The heavens declare the glory of God. The glory of His creation continuously gives us reason not to doubt God, but instead believe Him. But more importantly, God has revealed Himself to us through His Word. He has revealed Himself by speaking to us through the Bible that we now have in our hands. One example of that is Romans 1.20. The invisible attributes of God, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what He has made. As a result, people are without excuse, for though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. But if you read this continuously, you will read that God has finally revealed himself to us through the word that became flesh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Look at Moses. He's just an example of humanity today. Before Moses' eye, God's power has has been performed so that he may believe. But as as what we will continuously see in the passage, Moses continue on doubting God and doubting the will of God. What does it mean to believe God's word? It means that we should trust God in what He has said. By His grace, God's Spirit inspired human, uh, human authors like Moses himself to write his intended message for us, his words, so that we can know God and believe, trust, and obey him. Look at how Moses did not hide his weaknesses here. He is the author. He could have hidden his imperfection. But he wrote these details so that we would know that God is to be trusted in His Word and that we can learn from this account. Trust in the Lord. Trust in what God has said in His Word. Later on, we will be singing, It is so sweet to trust in Jesus, to trust in Him, in His Word. It is sweet to trust in the Word of the Lord. Take God in His Word. It means to take God seriously. God does not, does not joke like us. He means that what He has said is to be taken by us seriously. If God said that we are not to pursue sin, we are to take it seriously. God is serious in giving us in His Word. It is the ultimate evidence of His power. For us to believe and through his word it was revealed to us that the power of God through salvation is revealed in Jesus Christ his son through the death in the cross the very words of the Lord Jesus describe that God is serious is found in Matthew chapter 12 The Lord Jesus said, An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus himself, will be at the heart of the earth three days and three nights. And he is pertaining to his death. Brothers and sisters, it took the death of the Son of God, just to deliver to us a message that God is to be taken in His Word. Take God in His Word. What God has said is true. It will happen. Brothers and sisters, God has been gracious to us. He revealed to us Himself by His power. And that ultimate power is revealed in the Gospel of Jesus Christ. In the same way that God is gracious to Moses, God is gracious to us. But not only that, God is to be believed in his word and God is to be trusted in his word because of his promise. Let's continue on reading Exodus 4 and found these truths. Exodus 4 verse 10 to 12. But Moses replied to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or recently, since you have been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. The Lord said to him, Who placed a mouth on humans? Who who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak. And I will teach you what to say. What is happening here? Suddenly, Moses began pointing out his weaknesses to God. And look at the words of Moses. He said, I have never been eloquent. What is Moses saying here? He's basically saying like this, Okay, God, I see that you are powerful, but why are you not fixing my problem? Look at how Moses continued his complaint. He said, In the past, or recently, since you have been speaking to your servant, my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. In other words, it's just another way of saying, God, if you are really sending me, why am I weak? Why can't my mouth and my tongue speak rightly? But observe the response of God to him. Look at verse 11. The Lord said, Who placed the mouth on humans? Who who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? In other words, God is saying to Moses that nothing is outside the sovereign rule of God. Not only that God is all-powerful, but nothing is impossible with God. And God is in control of everything. God is telling Moses that even his sluggishness, even his inability to speak, is by God's design. And it is by God's sovereign, perfect will. Because Moses did not exist outside God's creation. Moses is created by God. And God created him the way God wanted him to be. So Moses in the past and Moses in that particular moment and Moses in the future is upon God's decision according to God's sovereign goodness. Isn't this familiar? Fast forward to the New Testament times. The Apostle Paul used Isaiah 45 verse 9 to defend his argument about the sovereignty of God over everything, including man's salvation. The apostle said, "Woe to the one who argues with his maker cannot clay pot say to its maker, why did you form me this way? Does clay says to the one forming it, what are you making? Or does your work say, he has no hands? In other words the apostle is saying that the god who created everything the way it is used that the way it is is to be trusted without complaint because god knew better he knew better than moses and he knew better than us moses before even he was formed in his mother's womb was already in the mind of the Lord. Psalms 139 says, Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. So no matter what kind of weakness Moses had, they are not hidden or outside control of God. God knew Moses. God can give Moses a new mouth, a new tongue, but God did not. What did God give Moses? God gave Moses a promise. God repeated his affirmation to Moses. God said, now go. I will speak. I will help you speak. It's basically saying, I will be with you in which is the same in what he has said in Exodus 3. I will teach you what to say. So God did not only give Moses a display of his power, he also gave Moses his word. He is to be trusted in his word. Now, what does this teach Christians today? In the book of Matthew, In the same way that God commanded Moses to go to Pharaoh, Christians in the New Testament were commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 28, Jesus has said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you. Always to the end of the age. God promised. God is to be trusted. Because God is true to His words. It's the same thing that Ati Baby has read to us today. That though we are sent to the world to proclaim the message, God did not hide that Christians will suffer for His name's sake. But this God also promised to us an everlasting life with Him. This God also promised that we will dwell in the presence of the King. That there will be no more suffering, no more painful Resolve sin, That we will dwell with him forever Trust God in his word Discipling baptizing That means proclaiming the gospel Calling people to repent from their sin and to be baptized into the body of Christ Jesus This is the command of the Lord that was given to you with a promise. So do not be afraid. Proclaim the gospel of God's salvation in Christ Jesus. For the God who promised is true to his word, and he can be trusted. And whatever the Lord has promised, they are now all written in his word. Brothers and sisters, go to the word of the Lord. And take him at his war. Know about him. He has revealed himself in his war. Trust in the Lord. Sometimes we are unwilling to obey. We make excuses like Moses. And you know what? When we are doing this, we it turns out to be to become a complaint we turn out to be questioning God for His sovereign goodness. Sometimes we say to the Lord, Lord, I don't have a mouth or tongue like Pastor Jesse or Pastor Ben. To preach the gospel or to share the gospel to my friend who might, you know, you don't know when his life, until when his life would be. Lord, I don't have money or wealth to use. Lord, I am sick. Lord, I am weak. Lord, I am incapable. But the Lord has promised to be with you. He will teach you what you are about to say. And how is this possible? Because of God's Spirit. God's Spirit has been given to His people. This God who is sovereign, this God who is a trying God has fulfilled His word through His Son and has given us also His Spirit to make sure that His Word will happen and that we can trust in Him. The Word abides in us through His Spirit. But though God's power was manifested and His promise is assuring, Look at Moses and discover how depraved humans are. Read from Exodus chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. Moses said, Please, Lord, send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and he said, Isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And also he is on the way, on his way now to meet you. He will rejoice when he sees you. You will speak with him and tell him what to say. I will help both you and him to speak and will teach you both what what to do. He will speak to the people for you. He will serve as a mouth for you and you will serve as God to him. And take this staff in your hand that you will perform these signs with. Please, Lord, send someone else. What does this reveal about Moses? Moses is just declaring a rebellion against God by being unwilling to obey. Moses tried to find excuses several times. Moses complained about why he can't obey, but God has given him provision. God has shown him his power, that God has given him even his promise. God has given all the reason why he can obey God and why he can be trusted with confidence. But Moses blurted out, Please Lord, send someone else. Because of this, the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And when the anger of the Lord burns to someone else, the usual result is the peril of the offender. And when looking forward to the judgment day, it is the result of all who is unwilling to obey. So Moses is just rightful to receive God's wrath because of his unwillingness, because of his rebellion against God. But look at how God is gracious towards him. Instead, of Moses receiving the manifestation of God's wrath, he was given help by God, a manifestation of God's grace. God sent Aaron to speak for him. Not even that, Aaron will rejoice when he sees Moses. Not even that, Moses will even become Aaron's Aaron's superior. God said, "You will serve as a God to him." In other words, Moses will represent God to Aaron and not the other way around. Look at God's grace, grace to Moses. God has given grace to Moses, though he received to receive the manifestation of God's anger. And then lastly, God did not remove his, his power, the manifestation of his promise the manifestation of His power, His abiding presence to Moses. God said, take this stuff in which the signs will be performed with. What does this show about God? It shows to us that God is gracious. And what does this show about Moses? It shows to us that Moses is depraved, that he is doubtful and unwilling to obey, which revealed his rebellion against the will of God. And what does this show about us? There are two major things that we can see that classify us like Moses. Moses, by being unwilling to obey, reflects his blindness to the sovereign goodness of God. If Moses can see God in his power, his promise, and his provision of grace, Moses should have trusted God, but he did not. Moses should have believed God, but he did not. The unwillingness of Moses is just another expression of rebellion. Moses just really wanted to wage war against God's will. When he was shown God's power, God's kindness, and God's grace, he should have obeyed God. But he did not. Now look at the Bible. What does the Bible tell us about humanity? Look around us. The Bible tells that no one seeks the Lord. All have turned away. No one is unwilling to believe God. No one is... uh, Sorry. No one is willing to believe God. No one is willing to obey God. How does this are being reflected in our lives today. When we read the word of the Lord and we are taught to teach our children, not just their homeworks, but to teach them about God, about sin, about repentance, about trusting in the Lord. What we just said to ourselves, I'm tired from work and there's another day. When we are told by the word of the Lord the Lord, that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Christ Jesus and that, now that, that authority has been entrusted to his church to proclaim his gospel, the good news of God's salvation in Christ Jesus, to make disciples of all people of every language, to baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to obey his commands. But like Moses we often excuse ourselves. We fear people like Moses feared the Israelites. We we are scared of the consequences. Like the way Moses is hesitant to approach the the king of Egypt. We say to the Lord, Please Lord, send Pastor Ben, send Pastor Jesse, send someone else who is mature than me send someone else to share the gospel to my father, to my mother, to my brother, to my sister, to my cousins, to my uncle, to my friend, to my boss. When we know the right thing to do, and we find excuses not to do it, and even when we want to pursue sin, we even search the passages of, of the scripture, So that we can use it as an excuse, knowing the boundary line, so that it will not violate our conscience. But if carefully investigated by the word of the Lord, it is clear that we are sinning against God. We all, one way or another, have become like Moses. We don't believe God, we don't trust God, and we don't take Him in His word. Just like Moses in this passage, we are like him. But as God has been gracious to Moses, God has been gracious to us. Not like Moses, there is someone else better than Moses. God has commanded this someone to obey him fully. God has sent him to deliver his people. To deliver them from the oppression of sin from the oppression of the enemy and this someone fully believed God, trusted God his father, he fully obeyed God even to the point of death the death on the cross taking our sin and shame so that we can be forgiven he fully obeyed God by living the perfect life that we cannot live He is a perfect person in a way Moses has failed. He fully obeyed God by dying the death that we deserve to die because of the burning anger of God against sin. He was raised back to life so that those who would turn away from rebellion, from sin, and turn towards God by His grace would be brought back to God and enjoy. Live in the presence of the King forever. He did all this. His name is Jesus. And he gave, he gave us His promise. He gave His promise to His people that He will give His Spirit. He's giving His Spirit to the church, represented by local congregations all around the world, as an embassy of His kingdom. He wrote all these things through the Bible that declare who God is. That God is the deliverer. And He accomplished this through His Son, Jesus Christ. And today, we are being called to believe God in His Word, to trust Him, and to obey Him. We can obey Him because of His promise. He promised that we will be with Him forever, free of sin, free of fear, to enjoy the presence of the King forever. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy because He is who He says He is. Let us all pray.